0: Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It's good to see your smiling masks today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Tom Kiesling. I'm one of the staff pastors, and pastor has given me the assignment to share God's Word with you. Thank you, Pastor. Jonathan and Verna for giving me the opportunity to share something that I believe is going to enrich you today. So I hope that you have come ready with expectation to receive the word of God. Aren't you thankful for God's word? I was so uh you know encouraged by last uh week's message. Pastor Jonathan talked about hunger. We need to be hungry. How many are hungry for the word of God? Amen. Don't ever let your hunger wane for the word of God because that's your lifeblood. That's your source of strength and vigor in the things of God. Amen? Amen. So today we're going to focus on the text, John chapter 15. It's a very, uh, uh, for me, uh, reminds me of a very uh, sensitive and delicate time in my life as a new believer and how God really encouraged me. And I'm, I'm trusting that. As we dig into this text, John chapter 15, this is where we're going to stay today, John chapter 15, uh, the Spirit of God is going to minister to you and encourage you in your prayer life. The subject of our message today is praying God's word, praying God's word. I think it's a great way to start the new year course, you know, every January we have our 21 days of prayer and fasting. That'll be starting on the 11th going to the 31st, which is Vision Sunday. So it's a great time to just chart the course for your year, to begin to pray God's Word over your life, over yourself, over your family, over your children, because God's Word makes a way for us. It, it places the boundaries in our life. It Creates the expectation for our future. So I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for the Word of God. Not just the Word that's written on the page, but the Word that the Spirit of God takes up and speaks to my heart. And He wants to speak to you today. Say, God wants to speak to me today. God wants to speak to me today. Amen. And so here's a here's a, a, a takeaway for this morning's message And it's actually a scripture that came alive to me when I was a young adult. And it was one of those scriptures that just seemed too good to be true. And it says this If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. When I first heard that promise, it just seemed too good to be true. But how do we know that God is too good to be true? We could say it in that sense. Amen? And so this scripture is, a, is, is telling us that God wants to answer our prayers, that God wants to facilitate the dreams and desires that He's placed in our heart. Amen. Amen. And so that's what we're going to focus on today. And so in John chapter 15, Jesus speaks of a a grapevine. So I want to get up on the screen, the first verse in uh, chapter 15, where Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. God wants to deal with us. He wants to work with us. And thank God he does that all through his son, Jesus. Amen. And, you know, in the Bible, I'm going to put up an illustration on the screen here of a a grapevine. But when you look at all of God's dealings with the children of Israel, we find throughout Scripture that God refers to the spiritual life of Israel as an olive tree. He also refers it to as a fig tree. And then here in John chapter 15, Jesus refers to the life of Israel as a grapevine. Now, this is interesting. As I was meditating upon this and looking at a grapevine, here on the, on the screen, you'll see a grapevine. And there are three things that I want to point out in this picture. One is you see across here a trellis. You see the trellis on the screen? There's another thing on the bottom of the picture, and you don't quite see it on the picture, but you see the ground. And what's in the ground? A root system. And then you see something that's invisible here, but there's someone who makes a visit to this picture here, and it's the caretaker or the husbandman. And so this is a good picture of our spiritual life. God, our Father, is our caretaker. He's our husbandman. And he wants our roots to go deep. And if you've ever visited a grape vineyard, you'll find that they have a very intricate system of irrigation under the ground. And there's a constant stream of water. And aren't you thankful that God has placed the Holy Spirit in our life? He is the irrigation system for us. He provides a constant stream of water of His Spirit. He constantly is working and moving in our life. Even though we don't see it on the surface, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you and He's your source of water. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, I'll give you a well of water. And so there's someone who lives in us, who wants to work with us, who wants to flow in us, who wants to develop something. He wants our roots to go deep. Aren't you glad that you have the Holy Spirit, your comforter at your side? He's your standby. He's your help. He's, up, he's there present with you. Even in the most difficult seasons of your life, you have someone who will never leave you or forsake you, the blessed, wonderful Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He lives in me. He lives in you. And He's a constant source of water. You'll never go dry. You'll never get thirsty. You'll always be nourished by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So we absolutely need that to be fruitful. We need the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives in order for us to produce fruit. But here's something that we see. We see this structure. Go back to the picture. I'm not done with the picture yet. Here we see this trellis. And if, you know, if you're looking at a vineyard from a distance, you don't quite see the trellis. But as you walk into the vineyard, you'll see like maybe a 16 gauge wire uh, constructed throughout the vineyard. And what does it do? It supports the branches. And I like to look at the trellis work as God's local church. Because listen, we need support. And where do we get spiritual support? We get it from the house of God. We get it from being in each other's presence. We get it when we gather together, whether it's here on Sunday or in small groups or whether church online. We're getting support, spiritual support. You can't go this Christian life all by yourself. You need someone in your life. To encourage you, to hold you accountable, to, bring, to, to build you up. We need that support. Aren't you glad for International Family Church? What a church we have. What a support system we have. What a family God's placed us in. That's the trellis work. And then there's something we don't see in this picture, but there's someone who visits the vineyard every day. It's the caretaker. It's our father. Aren't you glad that your father has come and visited your life? He gave you his son. He gave you his spirit. And he begins to work with us. Amen. Amen. We're not orphans. We have a father. Who loves us and cares for us and wants to get involved in our life. Now, look at verse two. Jesus said here, Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Notice these two phrases. This is how the Father works with us. He takes away branches, he prunes branches. He takes away branches. And he prunes branches. What is he saying here? Well, let me just elaborate this word he takes away because it's really not, uh, it kind of speaks of being taken away, but it actually means to lift up. To take away means to lift up. Think about this. When a branch falls to the ground and it's not supported by the trellis, it cannot grow. It cannot produce fruit it loses its potential so what does the vine uh, what does the husbandman do he takes the branch and he lifts it up and ties it to the trellis so that it can bear fruit that's what it means he takes away in other words he lifts up and then secondly he prunes now pruning if you have some pruning shears man don't get your finger in the way of that pruning shears you'll have a severe accident those things are sharp, and when they're applied to the vine, they can be painful to the vine, but it produces more fruit. Can you say amen? There's two things that, the, that our Heavenly Father wants to do in our life, and that is, number one, regular nurture. Regular nurture. He wants to nurture us every single day. That can't happen unless you draw near to God. Drawing near to God in prayer, you will find your place of constant nurture. God is a nurturer. Yes. And wouldn't you agree that every single one of us, we need nurturing. We need spiritual nurturing, spiritual encouragement. We need to be lifted up. Everybody do that lifted up. We need to be lifted up every day. I was talking with Lauren the other day, my daughter, and we were talking about Sophia. Our granddaughter. We're so blessed to have you know. Since Corona, uh, the whole pandemic started. Richard and Lauren and their granddaughter came to live with us. So we've been we've had a full house this past pandemic season, and it's been awesome. It's been wonderful to watch our grandchild grow up. And we were talking about the importance of nurture, and and Lauren was telling me you know it takes at least ten minimum. A daily contact of 10 minimum hugs and nurturing for a child, for a baby, to develop naturally. I'll never forget a show I was watching. It was 2020, and they did a, they did a, a, a piece on orphanages in Romania. And I don't know if any of you saw that, but it was, a, it was hor- horrific what was going on in those orphanages. Those babies were left in cribs. They never received attention. They never received hugging. They never received physical contact. And they saw that these children were developmentally delayed. We need nurture every day. We need to feel the breath of our Heavenly Father. We need to be reminded of His love for us. We need to be reminded that He's with us and that He's for us. Amen. Amen. We need the nurture of our Heavenly Father. Second is there's necessary correction. If we're to grow, we're to thrive, there are times when God needs to correct us. Now, He doesn't correct us with... Circumstances, he corrects us with his word. And when we draw near to him in prayer, we'll we'll find that there are times that all of a sudden we have these no, we just have this knowing about something in our life that's just not right. What is that? That's our Heavenly Father speaking to us, correcting us, telling us you need to make an adjustment here. When you get a check in your heart, that's the Lord giving you a warning. Don't go down that road. Don't say that word. Don't think that thought. Those are all corrections from our loving Heavenly Father. If you don't have corrections, the Scripture says you're living life like a bastard. Did he just say that bad word? Now I got your attention. God gives us nurture, and he gives us correction. As the scripture says, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in its way. So think about your prayer life. Every time you're alone with God, you should have those times when you're feasting on the word and you're praying the word of God that you're being nurtured, you're being lifted up, you're being encouraged. And then there are those times when God is dealing with you as a mature son or a mature daughter and he's wanting to warn you, correct you, adjust what you're doing. Say, I need that, Pastor Tom. That's good for me. Say, I need that, Pastor Tom. That's good for me. Amen. Amen. Now listen to what Jesus told His 12 disciples. They had been with Him for three and a half years. They sat under His feet. They listened to His words. They began to apply what He was teaching. Verse 3 says, You are already clean through the word which I have spoken to you. He was speaking to who? His 12 disciples. They sat under His ministry for three and a half years, and they heard Him teaching and preaching and healing. They saw him speak the word with authority. Amen. His words carried clout. And they began to sit at his feet and hear instruction. They were nurtured by the Lord. And you know, if you follow what was written in the Gospels, the Lord also corrected his disciples. Did he not? On several occasions. Sure. And so by, by the time three and a half years had expended, the disciples were now in a place where they were pure. They were clean. God's Word washes us clean. God's Word makes us pure. The more you draw closer to God, guess what? The cleaner you're going to get. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so think about the story of Martha and Mary. Everybody remember the story of Martha and Mary? Mary sat listening to the Word. Martha was distracted by the demands that were placed on her. Listen to what Jesus said about that. He said about Mary, he said, there is only one thing worth being concerned about and Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. What did Mary discover? She discovered what it was like to draw near to Jesus, to sit at his feet and to be nurtured by the words of his mouth. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me encourage you, IFC, Let 2021 be a year where you have ears to hear what God is saying and not be distracted by the demands that are placed on you or all that's going on around you. You think about it this year, we have one of two choices. We can get caught up in all the drama, we can get overwhelmed by all the demands, we can get off track because of the distractions or we can make a quality decision, I'm gonna retreat into the secret place. I'm gonna make my time with God the most important time of the day where I can hear his words coming off the pages of scripture and dealing with my heart, giving me the the proper nourishment, the proper strength, the proper, proper encouragement so that I can face my problems head on and win. That's what God wants to do for us in 2021. But the choice is ours. We have two paths. Do I go down the path of, of distractions or do I go down the path that Mary chose? Every day is a day of prayer. The highlight of my day is time with God. Amen. Amen. We move on in verse 4. It says, Jesus said, Remain in me as I also remain in you. As the branch cannot bear a fruit of itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. This is what Jesus prayed. If you move a couple chapters forward, he prayed in John 17, verse 20 to 23. He said, I would be in them as you, Father, are in me. That's what he prayed for us. That I would be in them as you, Father, are in me. Was the Father in Jesus for those three and a half years as he ministered? Absolutely. He had the anointing on his life and in him. And in the same way, Jesus prayed that we would experience that. And how do we come to that experience? The only way you come to that experience is receiving a personal experience called the new birth. Everybody say the new birth, the new birth. And that's what all of us here today have experienced at some point in our life. We had an encounter with Jesus Christ. We had experienced a new birth. No longer was God on the outside looking in. Now God is on the inside of us. Wow, that's a powerful revelation. In fact, all of Paul's letters writes about that single event that took place in your life, the new birth. What God did for you through his son, Jesus Christ, from the cross all the way to the throne and back down into your heart. God came and took up residence in your heart. That day you made him the Lord of your life. Do you remember that day? How special it was? Do you remember for the first time you sensed the presence of God? Do you remember the first time you were affirmed by your heavenly father? Do you remember the first time where you could hear the voice of God? Praise God. That's all as a result of the new birth. Amen. With the new birth, we have new desires. We have new natures. We have new drawings, new longings for God. All of that is the Spirit of God resident within us, birthing in us a desire to get close to God, birthing in us a desire to pray. And he creates in us a hunger to seek after God. Look at verse 5. Now, we're about to get the most profound, most deep revelation. So you need to get on the edge of your seat because I'm about to share something with you that's very profound and very deep. Are you ready? Listen to what Jesus said here in verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me, he's talking about the new birth, and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Yep. What was Jesus talking about there? Certainly, I when I, I used to read that verse, and I said, well, I've seen a lot of people that don't know God, and they have just some pretty incredible accomplishments in life, but they're not spiritual. Jesus was talking about without me, you can do nothing as far as your spiritual growth and progress, the starting point for you to thrive spiritually is first, you must be born again. Amen. Jesus told Nicodemus, remember the story of Nicodemus? Nicodemus, a very religious man, and Jesus was talking to him at night, and he said, you must be born again. Without the new birth... You can't see the kingdom of God. Without the new birth, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. So the very starting point to fruitfulness and prayer is the new birth. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm born again. I'm so glad I'm on my way to heaven. I'm so glad I have angels that are assisting me in my spiritual journey. I'm so glad I was once on a path destined to hell. And my friend, there is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And thank God He took you off the path that was hell bound and placed you on a path that is heaven bound. Oh, I thank God I am heaven bound. I thank God I'm born again. I thank God. I'm spirit and dwelt. Praise God. Somebody shout about it. Somebody rejoice about it. Your future is blessed. God's in your life. God's in your house. The Holy Ghost is in you. He's with you. He's for you. He's working out His plan on your behalf. And the best for you is yet to come. Don't look into 2021 and be overwhelmed by the news that you hear. Be overwhelmed by the report of the Lord. Get close to your Heavenly Father. Get into your prayer closet and let Him nurture you. Let him encourage you. Let his words come off the page and minister to your heart and put a divine expectation that 2021 is not going to be like 2020. 2021 is going to be my best year. Hallelujah. Where do you get that? You get that in time with God, time in prayer. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad that I have someone I can run to in good times and in difficult times. Oh, I'm totally dependent upon him. Are you totally dependent upon him today? Pastor talked about that last week. How important it is for us to go into 2021, humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, acknowledging our utter dependence upon Jesus to experience all that he has for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Verse 7, let's go back to our takeaway because this is the scripture that you really need to get a hold of today. If you remain in me, what's he talking about? He's talking about the new birth. And my words remain in you. He's talking about you putting the word of God into your heart being like Mary, feeding on the word, making sure your heart is full of the word of God, filled with promises, then you will ask whatever you desire. Say whatever. Whatever. You desire. Now that just seems, that's God giving you a blank check. But watch how this works. First, he gets you born again. And he puts his spirit into your spirit. And then as a result of that, new desires are taking place in your life. Godly desires are taking place in your life. And then you get into the scriptures and you read the word and you feed the word and the word brings faith to your heart, confidence to your heart that God wants to do this thing, that thing in your life. And then you open up your mouth and you say, Father, I thank you that your word says this. Father, I thank you because you said this. Father, I thank you because you said this. I believe I receive it in Jesus' name. And now it's about to come to pass in your life. Wow. Amen. That's like a blank check. This scripture tells us that the certainty and guarantee to answered prayer is that your heart must be good ground. Your heart must be good ground. Everybody say good ground. And good ground comes first by the new birth, and then secondly, it comes by you investing into your heart the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever you desire, it shall be done for you. Whatever you desire, it shall be done for you. Let that sink in. Is that really... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is that really saying what it's saying? Whatever you desire, it shall be done for you. Wait a minute. Whatever you desire. Is that right, Pastor Josh? Whatever you desire, it shall be done for you. That's your blank check. How many have a check register or some kind of an app where you can, or I know there's Vimo and all kinds of all the different things you can cut a check and make a payment. God's given you a blank check for 2021. How do you want 2021 to pan out for you? Get your check register out and start praying the word over your life. And it will change the outlook that you have for 21. And then it will change the outcomes for this year in 2021. You've got to believe that. Listen, do you need freedom from sin, guilt, condemnation, the past, old habits, old addictions. God has a promise for that. Say, God has a promise for that. Do you need wisdom and direction for the decisions you need to make in your career, your ministry, your finances, your education, your future spouse? Listen, God has a promise for that. Say that. God has a promise for that. Do you need forgiveness? and restoration in your relationships? Listen. That's right. Do you need healing for your mind and body from depression, anxiety, chronic weakness or illness, a negative report from the doctor, a personal injury, a health pregnancy? Listen. Yes, he does. Do you need favor for the things you have no control over, a job loss, underemployment? loss of clientele, or an unexpected financial hit that you suffered? Listen. Yes, He does. Do you have a desire and a hunger to be used by God, to be a blessing to others, to live a life full of meaning and purpose? Listen. God has a promise for that. Listen. God has this year covered for you with promises. The question is, Do you have your year covered in prayer? Pray the promise, not the problem. It's so easy to open your mouth and start venting. Right? Have you ever done that? Just blah. God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to take his promise, put it in your heart, feed on it, let it stool, you know, kind of like an Instapot. My daughter just got an Instapot for Christmas, so and she already burned herself on the side of her arm. You put food in there, you let it simmer, you let it cook, and the flavors and all that, right? Right? That's what you do with the Word of God. You put it in your heart, let it steam, let it get all those flavors working, all that personal revelation, all that confidence, that affirmation that you need. Amen. That's what God wants to do this year for you, but you've got to cover your year in prayer. What an opportunity we have this month for 21 days of prayer and fasting to cover 2021 in prayer and say from the beginning, this is how it's going to be in the end of 2021. This is what it's going to be like for me this year. I'm declaring from the end to beginning that this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were because I have scripture on it. I have a precedent in the Bible for it. I can stand with confidence and boldness knowing that as I speak the word in prayer, God's got my backside. He's going to back me up. He's going to carry it out. And there's a wonderful scripture you'll find all throughout the Bible in the Old Testament. It came to pass. It came to pass. But that can't happen for you unless you're praying the word. As you pray the word, it will come to pass. As you pray the promise, it will come to pass. You know, prayer changes things. But before it can change things and the circumstances in our life, it's got to change you first. And that's what happens when you get so full of the Word of God and the Word of God is dwelling in you richly. All of a sudden, you have a new perspective. You see things differently. There's there's an air of faith about you. There's an air of confidence about you. Now you're poised to see God work in your circumstances. Now you're poised to see things turn around on your behalf. Now you're poised to see God take you from being the tail to now being the head in 2021. Hallelujah. How do we pray the word? Father, I thank you. Your word says in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says in Jesus' name. You know, I'm really amazed by when I pray with people and I ask, well, what are you standing on? They don't have a scripture they're standing on. Sometimes I listen to how people pray and they don't even pray to God as Father. Hello? These are some very basics that you want to employ every day. Why is it so important that we pray to God as our Father? Because He's our Abba. He's our daddy. It's a term of endearment. It speaks of intimacy. God is not somewhere far off. He's right there with you. He's your loving, heavenly father. He's my father. He's your father. He's our father. He's brought brought us together. He's our loving, heavenly father, and he will only do us good. And when we pray the word of God, it's rich. It's full of the anointing. Hallelujah. And when we pray the word of God, it just emboldens us. It makes us strong. It makes us focused. It gives you tenacity. It it creates a confession in you that says, I'll not be denied. And then you seal that prayer, not with your name, because your name doesn't carry clout in heaven. But you seal that prayer with the wonderful matchless name of Jesus. Jesus is the one who said, I was once dead, but now I live. Thank God he's at the right hand of God interceding for you and I. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He put the devil under your feet. We pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus. That's powerful praying right there. And we have the opportunity as we start this new year to start declaring and praying God's promises over our life. Now, let's look on here, verse 8. Verse 8, Jesus said, My Father is glorified by this, by what? By you praying the word and seeing results. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, so you will be what? My disciples. Let's take that verse and flip it backwards. If we flip it backwards, you're going to see a progression here. We see, my disciples, much fruit, the Father is glorified. Think about what does it mean to be a disciple? A disciple is one who is a learner, a student, a pupil. Uh, A disciple is one who has an insatiable appetite for the word has a hunger for the word of God. So we have disciples, people who are students of the Lord. They're following the Lord. They're hungry for the Lord. And what is the result of insatiable appetite and spiritual hunger? You begin to feed on the word. You begin to apply the word. The word begins to transform you. And then all of a sudden, you're bearing fruit. You're getting answers to your prayers. You're seeing God show up in the midnight hour. You're seeing God showing faithfulness, not to someone else that you have prayed for, but for you personally. Why is it so difficult for us to receive for ourselves, right? Because we see our imperfections in the mirror every day. But God wants to demonstrate his faithfulness to you and me. The key is getting that word on the inside of us. And then the third part, God is glorified. How does God get the glory in your life? When you yield to the word, let it take full control of your heart, and you pray God's word, and then God demonstrates it. Amen. And people look in that and say, wow, that's good. Yeah, God is good. How does God get glory? When goodness is displayed in your life. And God wants to use your life. He wants to make your life a billboard of his goodness and his faithfulness. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad? God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Disciple is one who has great peace. I like what Psalm 119 says. It says, great peace have they which love your law and nothing shall offend them or cause them to to, to stumble. And so here we see as a disciple, we need to feed on the word of God so we can bear much fruit. And so that our life can be a testimony to the goodness of God in our life. Because, listen, there are people watching us. There are people watching you. And we are called living epistles. God wants to demonstrate something through us. All right, you're not, you haven't gone home yet, right? I still got a couple more scriptures here. Verse, verse 9, as the Father loved me, I also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Jesus is adding a qualifier for answered prayer here, and that is our love walk. You can't afford to get offended this year. You can't afford for strife to come into your life this year. It's important that you learn to forgive, that you don't carry grudges that you learn to love, bless, do good, and pray, as Jesus said. Don't let the things that are happening around you create an offense in your own heart because that'll stop God's ability to work on your behalf as you pray his promises. And then verse 11, as we close this text here, verse 11 says, Jesus said, I have spoken these things to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be what? full. God wants 2021 for you and your household to be full of joy, full of joy, full of joy. Come on, put a smile on that mask, full of joy. That's what he wants to do. And how's he going to do it? He's going to answer prayer. Give God the opportunity to increase your level of joy by praying God's word every day. Do it every day. Do it every day. You'll give yourself the opportunity to watch God work on your behalf and prove and demonstrate to you that he's faithful to you, that he loves you, that he wants to show himself strong on your behalf, that he wants to display the riches of his grace on your behalf. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, you can give God a shout of praise for that. God wants to fill your life with joy this year. He's given us exceeding great and precious promises, but we have to cooperate with the Spirit of God. He wants you to put His promises in your heart and in your mouth so He can bring them to pass. That's so important. I know we've heard that a lot. I've heard lots of preaching on that, but it's a whole other thing to do it versus just hear it. Every day, put God's promises in your heart and in your mouth so that he can bring it to pass in your life. Prayer is such a wonderful opportunity that God has afforded to us today. We're going to close with a scripture in Isaiah chapter 55. This is a beautiful picture and illustration of God sending his word and looking for his word to return back to him. I love this picture that it gives to us today. It says in chapter 55, verses 8 through 11, it reads this way. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. How many want to go out with joy and, 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 and experience peace in 2021? Absolutely. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. All the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Verse 13. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What is a thorn? What is a briar? That's weeds. I don't like weeds. Anybody here like weeds? But we've got weeds in our life. How do we get rid of the weeds in our life? We pray God's word. God sent his word like rain, like snow. It made the, the soil of our heart fertile through the new birth. And as we entertain the Word and feed on the Word, our our heart becomes softer and more supple and more responsive to the Holy Spirit in our life. There's another picture I want to put up on the screen. It's a picture of a coosah dogwood. It's probably, you know, there's no uh, common myrtles that grow here in the United States. It was a common tree in the Middle East. But a tree that's probably most akin to a Myrtle tree is a Kusa dogwood. Isn't that a beautiful tree? You can respond and say, yeah, that's a beautiful... How'd you like to have that tree in your front yard? It's a beautiful tree. When they come into full bloom, it's a beautiful looking tree. And that's what speaks of prosperity. That's prosperity. That's what God wants to do in our life in 2021. He wants to make your life look like a Kusa dogwood. He wants to take... The thorns, the briars, the weeds, the frustrations, the anxieties, the, the, the disillusionment, whatever you might have been dealing with in 2020. He wants to take that, turn it around, turn it all into a nice Kusa dogwood. Something that's beautiful to look at. Some, something that people drive by and they slow down and say, wow, look at that Kusa dogwood. Look at that person's life. It's a display of beauty. It's a display of the goodness of God. It's the display of God's word being fulfilled in our life. And how do we see that come about? It comes by praying the word of God. Are you with me today? Let's agree, as Jason mentioned earlier today, and as we at staff been declaring this over our year in 2020, let's declare it again in 2021, that God crowns the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. How many want to see your year 2021 to be the best year yet? Well, I don't know if that can happen in the midst of all this stuff. Why not? Why not? We serve the God of the universe. We serve the God who parted the Red Sea. We serve the Lord who's raised from the dead. I mean, there's nothing too difficult for God. Can you believe that? Well, you can get to the place where you believe it if you're praying the promises of God every day. And so this month, I want to I challenge you today to make a decision and a commitment to, to participate with us during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Do it for yourself. Put yourself in a position where 2021 can be your best year. How's that going to happen? I'm going to take the word. I'm going to put it in my heart. I'm going to speak it out of my mouth in prayer. And I'm going to watch God bring it to pass in my life. Hallelujah. Would you just close your eyes for just a moment? Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Just open your heart to the Lord right now. He loves you. He cares for you. Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you today. We bless you today. We put our full trust and reliance upon you. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand today. And we thank you that our life is full of potential. Our life is full of promise. We just need to make a commitment today to pray God's word every day. And while you're sitting there, if you're at home or here in the sanctuary, be reassured. Let the Spirit of God bear witness with your heart that He wants to do something new and extraordinary. In your life, He wants to exceed your expectation. He wants to do those things that eye has not seen nor ear has heard. But God reveals to you in that place of prayer the things that He wants to do. He wants to show you things to come, He wants to show you what your future can be and will look like. Maybe you're just overwhelmed by what you've been dealing with, you're tired, you're spent you're exhausted well the scripture says they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength this month of January can be a time of renewal it can be a time of a lifting up it can be a time of strengthening you it can be time of of new resolve a new resolution to press forward to see God's hand at work in your life it can be done it can be done do you believe it trust the Lord trust him to give you a new beginning Oh, there's always a new beginning for those who will open up their heart and trust the Lord. Maybe you're watching here online today at Church at Home. You're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. And you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Jesus said you must be born again. There's no other way to have a relationship with God But to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. And something wonderful happens. It's called a new birth where God takes up residence in your life. And you go from a two-dimensional to a three-dimensional plane. It starts by saying a simple prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer today. And maybe someone here today in the sanctuary, you're here. Maybe this is your first Sunday with us. Praise God. We're glad that you're here with us. Have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Do you want to be born again? Then pray this simple prayer after me. Those of you watching on this online, just pray this after me and and mean it with all your heart. Just say this, God in heaven, I believe Jesus died on the cross for me, for my sin. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. I'll follow you from this day forward, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, something wonderful has just happened to you, you've been born again. God has a rich future for you. And this is the start where you can discover that God wants to do you good all the days of your life. And you can begin right now today and start praying God's word. Read the Gospels, read the New Testament, find scriptures. And when you get those scriptures, pray them out. Father, I thank you because your word says in Jesus name. Boy, that's a simple way to pray. Father, I thank you because your word says in Jesus name. The more you pray like that, the bolder you'll get, the more confident you'll become. And the more you'll see the hand of God work in your life. And listen. We didn't even talk about praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, you want to blow off the, the limitations of your life? Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you're here today in the sanctuary, we'll have people in the, in the, the, the prayer room available to, to pray with you so that you can have a personal experience and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Blow the limitations off your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and give God praise. Father, we praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your healing virtue flowing in this room right now. Thank you for your healing virtue flowing in the online audience right now. We release God's healing power right now in the name of Jesus. Psalm 107.20 says, He sent His Word and it healed them and delivered them of of their destructions. 1 Peter 2.24 says, In His own body He bore our sin on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, and by whose stripes we were healed. Father, we send the healing word to each and every one right now, in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing today. Receive healing in your body. Receive healing in your joints. Receive healing from those old chronic illnesses receive healing right now in the name of Jesus How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil Jesus the same yesterday today and forever. Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your great physician receive your healing now receive your healing now Be healed in your respiratory tract. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in your respiratory tract. Be whole. Be free. We rebuke coronavirus in the name of Jesus. No plague comes nigh our dwelling. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. There's a healing flow right now in Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Oh, I sense that healing flow taking place right now. If you're watching online, just close your eyes and lift your hands and receive healing from your healer, the great physician, Jesus, our Jehovah Rapha. He's walking up and down the aisles. He's in your living room. He's in your car. He's right there. He's your healer. Receive healing right now. Believe you receive, and now let's give God praise. Just lift your hand and give God praise today in the name of Jesus.